out to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the world. But the world sent out a great wind to the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth their whales there were in their ship unto the sea to lighten it of them. But Joan was gone down unto the sides of the ship, and he weighed and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What means thou, O sweeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so, be the God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we might know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto them, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? Was thy occupation? And whence comest thou? Was thy contrary? And what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the world of God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the man that knew that he had fled from the presence world because he had told them. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for letting me be able to speak tonight and just thank you for the anchor club was that we're here and the new kid named Luke and just thank you that he was able to come and just help him come more weeks than next week and maybe even start coming on Sundays and just be the ones that went here again and just we don't know if it's their choice or not. Just help them to be able to come back. Just help us to be able to have a safe and a fun trip over to Montana, but also as listen to your word as the preacher over there will give us your word. And just open our hearts and minds over there and help me tonight and just let you be able to speak through me. And let all of us be able to come out of here with something to think about. In Jesus' name, amen. So, if you were to ask me or Trevi or Joseph here, um, I don't know why you were asked this question, but if you were to ask, what would happen to you if you guys got in trouble outside? And the answer would be, we were one. Uh... But we will run, but dad wouldn't chase us. He wouldn't. And what my title of the sermon tonight is what he would say all the time. You can run, but you can't hide. And that's true with God. I want to demonstrate that with Jonah. We start out Jonah's life by seeing that he is a preacher, and the word of the world came unto him. Verse 1 says, the, Now the word of the world came unto John, the son of Amtite, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. I want to give you three points tonight. The first point is, you can learn from your responsibilities. God gave Jonah a responsibility, which was to go to Nineveh and preach. He gives all of us responsibilities. 
some harder than others. Most of ours are different. For instance, mine is school, uh, cutting wood at our house, uh, delivering pizzas in the summertime, mowing, and different for you guys too. I mean, some, like Josh and Joseph, uh, have a house. Um, some of you are parents, war parents, are now grandparents. All of us have different responsibilities. Sometimes God gives us, most of the time, God gives us small responsibilities. We see here, Jonah is given responsibility, but he doesn't want to do it because the people of Nineveh were not very friendly to the Israelites. So he didn't want to do it. How many times are we like that? God says, hey, go give a track to somebody. Go witness to somebody. And we say, and they did something wrong to us. We say, no, God, because they, you don't know what they did to me. They offended me. They hurt me. Jonah, it doesn't say it, but I'm pretty sure it's like, Jonah's, Jonah, I'm pretty sure knew what God was going to do. I knew, I, I think that Jonah thought, oh, God's going to change their minds. He want, uh, if you go to Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4, it says, And Jonah began to say in, to, into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet four days, and none of us shall be overdone. He wanted them to get overdone. How many times are we at that? No, God, I'm not going to do it because I want something bad happen to them. Because they did something bad to me. We run from our responsibilities. But also, when we run from our responsibilities, we run from them, from the one who gives us. That's my next point. You can run from your Redeemer. In verse 3 and 4, it says, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down unto it to go on with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the sea was likened to be broken. Verse 3 again. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish and from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship. Going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down unto it to go with them unto Tarshish from the present world. There's two phrases that really stick out to me, that, and they're very similar. The first, when it says that the first time, it says, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the present world. And then at the end, it says, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the present world. God doesn't make us leave his presence. It's a choice. Jonah chose to leave the presence of the Lord. He rose up and fled. When I would get in trouble outside, maybe it was like trying to hand, like supposed to hand dad something. Joseph and I, when we were younger, we were used to help dad fix stuff and stuff. 
And sometimes Joseph and I would be like, especially me, that would ask us to get something, and we won't get. I, as a six, seven-year-old boy, I'm not going to stand there and say no to that and just stand there and wait. I'm going to take off front. <laughs> That's what Jonah did here. When you tell God, no, I don't want to do that, you're not just going to stand there and let God have his way with you. Jonah had no other choice but to run. But just like my dad is, he's been on the property for since he moved here. He knows every spot. You're not going to hide from him. Just like God's been on this earth for 6,000 years. He knows every spot on this earth. He knows where you are at all times. God will try to get your attention. He try to get his attention here with the my storm. But sometimes people are just stubborn. In verse 5 and 6. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that they were in the ship unto the sea to lighten it of them. But John was gone down unto the sides of the ship and he weighed and was fast asleep. So that the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What means thou, O sweeper? Arise, call up thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. In the lower part of verse 5, it says, But John was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he weighed and was fast asleep. When you run from God and the responsibilities that he gives you, you ruin your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Yet the relationship was still there, as Pastor was saying a couple of weeks ago. But the fellowship is gone. You have no guilty conscience. Jonah knew what he was doing was wrong. But he was comfortable enough to sleep. Most Christians today know they're doing wrong. But they're comfortable enough to sleep. This past spring, uh, I was driving home from school, and probably our nicest car that we had at the time, not so nice now, and I was looking at my phone, and I must have been looking at my phone a little too long, and drove in a ditch, jumped the culvert, and stopped there. It... I think it was going to try and get my attention because it could very well have been that I could hit a FedEx truck. It could have very well been the car would have been upside down. The only thing that happened to me was a bloody nose and a bloody mouth. That's only two things. But before that time, God was trying to get my attention with something and he was trying to get my attention with different stuff. And I was like, no, God, and no. But I ignore the Holy Spirit enough to be comfortable to put my head on my pillow every night and go to sleep. 
John was comfortable. I don't know long, how long it took for him to get on the ship, but it had to take long enough for him to be comfortable asleep. Verse 9. Actually, let's go back up to verse 7. And they said, Everyone to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said them, then, then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. Was this was thy occupation? Whence comest thou? Was thy country? Of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord thy God, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. In verse 6, let's read the second half of that, yeah. Arise, call upon thy God, if so, perish not. The person that looked them up was like, call upon your God. But you never see, in verse 7, you never see him call upon his God. You never see him. He thought he could still get away. He was still running. How many of us are like that today? Yeah, I know God's trying to get my attention, but he won't, he won't do anything to me. I got this. I can still run. I can still get away from him. He still thought he could get away. And in verse 7, it says, Come and rest, cast lots. What I know about casting lots is it's like a random selection and stuff, but this wasn't a random selection. I don't think it was accidentally ended up on Jonah. I, I, I could imagine God up in heaven saying, "You still don't think I can get you?" So He had them, the lots fall upon Jonah. I'm going to skip down in verse 10, and then we'll go back up to 8 and 9. Then, the, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Because he had told them. You should never have to tell somebody that you're a Christian. They should be able to tell that you're, there's something different about you from the moment they meet you. If you were to go to my boss today and ask him, hey, do you want to come to church where your employee goes? And he said, who's the employee? Well, Dan Williams. And he would say, Dan Williams goes to church? I shouldn't be up here.
people should see that you're a Christian. The beginning verse says, Then were the men exceedingly afraid. You know, people believe in God. They don't admit it, but they know there's a God. Because every time something bad happens, like, for instance, last year, there was a football game going on, and one of the players fell down in cardiac arrest. And that is the first time that a stadium has prayed to God, a whole stadium. I'm not saying they were praying and God was hearing them. I'm saying that's the first time it actually happened. Uh, recently here, um, somebody was uh, trying to win something on an auction. auction, And the person said to me, you know what? God wants me to have it. He will let me have it. And I thought to myself, why is it that when somebody wants something or somebody needs something to be fixed, they call on God? But when everything's just fine, they don't care. They can cuss, they can do whatever they want. Because down in human hearts, people know there's a God. The rest of the verse says, And he said unto him, Why have, and said unto him, why hast thou done this? For the man knew that he fled from the presence of the world because he had told him. And back in verse 8, it says, What is that occupation? Could you imagine if somebody asked you, when they asked Jonah what his occupation was, and his response was, I'm doesn't say this, but I'm assuming it's a preacher, a prophet, a servant of the world. I could see them going, what? How are you servant of the world? Why are you not out there preaching like he's supposed to? Why are you on the ship? Are they like that with you? Are they like, Daniel Williams goes to church? Most, most Christians, why unsaved people don't want to come to church or get saved is because they have so-called Christians that say they're Christian but do nothing different than what the unsaved person does. Most of the time, you could go up and say, hey, would you like to come to church? And he said, well, my friend goes to church, but I don't go. I was like, why don't, and I'll be like, why don't you go with your friend? Well, because he does the same stuff I does, do. I won't blame them. Why would I waste my time doing something that I don't want to do if there's nothing different to life. 
for the men knew that he fled from their presence of the Lord. When you tell your friends or coworkers or something that you're supposed to be a Sunday school teacher and stuff, but they see you on a Sunday, they know that you're not with God. They know that you're not right with God. Do people see you on Sunday mornings driving around, but you told them yesterday that you're going to church? People know. And let's go all the way down to verse 17, the last verse of the chapter. It says, Now the Lord had appeared, had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You can run, but you can't hide. Like I was saying, all right, God knows where you're at at all times. And just like how when Dad calls, we would get disciplined and usually be more disciplined than what we would have got if we just didn't run or actually listened. God will try to get your attention. And Romans fourteen twelve. Romans fourteen twelve, if you can turn with me. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Eventually, we won't be able to run anymore. Eventually, we'll stand before God and have to give an account. We can do all we can to run from Him on this earth. But once we get to heaven, we can't run anymore. Jonah's first mistake was running in the opposite direction of where he was supposed to go. If you were to look at a map and find Tarshish in Nineveh, Tarshish is in the opposite direction of Nineveh. I was saying earlier, you're not going to stay in the same spot. You're going to take off in the opposite direction that God wants you to go. Numbers 33:23 said, "Your sins will find you out. It may take your whole life, but eventually God will get your attention. It will probably, it might be when you have to give an account. Back in Jonah." Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. 
Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, and said, I cry by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and now hears my voice. This is the first time in a chapter in Jonah's life, as we know, that he's praying to God. Why didn't he pray to God when God wanted him to go and never and ask him to help him do that? Why didn't he pray after he ran and the storm was coming? There have been times in my life where I didn't want to do what God wanted me to do. I didn't want to maybe hand out tracks on me, maybe clean the bathrooms, maybe mow the lawn. But instead of asking God for forgiveness, he does it, he did it at the time when most people do it, when they're at the worst. The, the whole book of Jonah, it's not that big. But if you work at Jonah's life. The first chapter is him running. The second chapter is him repenting. The third chapter is going to preach Nineveh. The fourth is Jonah's complaining. I wonder how much Jonah could have been used by God If he didn't start off his chapter by running. If he didn't start off the book by running. I don't know, maybe he doesn't complain. He doesn't he won't he won't have to repent. I wonder how many more chapters of John there would be if he didn't start off by running from God. I don't know how many, like I said, I don't know how many years or days that went by. But what if he spent that time going to Nineveh instead of going the opposite direction? My question to myself is how much time have I spent running for the from God that I have should, that should been working for God? See, my times when I was running, that time's gone. I can't get that back. When you run from God, you waste time. 
doing what God wants you to do. You'll never be able to get that time back. How much time have I wasted running from God? I think God was trying to teach Jonah a lesson in the first chapter by going to his enemies and getting them safe. He still went, but he still disobeyed because he was complaining about doing it. We waste time when we complain too. Ask, you can ask Sam. I have complained sometimes. And when I've complained, it usually takes twice as long to get the job done. Because I'm spending time worrying about myself and not focusing on the job. John was focused on himself. He wanted to see Nineveh suffer. He wanted Nineveh to feel what they did to him. You, if you go to chapter 4 and you look at the end of chapter 4, the last three verses of Jonah's life as we know. And God said to Jonah, Dost thou well to be angry for the God? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast have pity on the God for which thou hast not labored, neither mayest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in the night. And should I not spare Nineveh, the great city, where are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and as much cattle? When we learn from God, we get selfish. He was more concerned about a plant than six score thousand children that couldn't discern between the left hand and the right. You know, maybe that person that you don't like or has offended you some way, Maybe they have kids. And instead of thinking about that person, think about what their family could be, what their children could be when they grow up. The main question I have tonight is how much time have we spent learning from God that have sure been devoted to God and how much time have we wasted learning? When God wants us to do something, gives us responsibility to do, just do it. 
God wants to use you. God wants to use Tana, Bennett. He wants to use me. He wants to use all of us. But when we take away from God's time, we waste it. Anything besides God's time is a waste of time. So when God just gives us responsibility, let's do it. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for letting me be able to speak tonight. Just thank you that the people that came here were willing to listen to me preach and just be with the ones traveling right now. And just thank you that you are, you are using me in this way where I'm able to preach and just help the people that need you and the church members that aren't here and the church members that are here. Help us to be strengthened spiritually. And this I pray in Jesus' name, amen.